We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Hey there, folks. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to the Esports Rewind Podcast. Hello, oh, hello. hi there, fella. What's your name? Yo, good day. Good day there, mate. What's your... I'm Zan. Nice hello. to meet you, hello. Zan. I'm Jake. Yeah, it's. I feel like it's been so long since we've seen each other. I might as well have just forgotten what you looked like. These weeks are flying by, but they go so terribly slow at the same time. Oh, yeah. I but, know what you mean. But that's why we're here to break down the latest and greatest esports news for the Esports Rewind Podcast. Same time, same day, every single week. Zan. Shall we kick it off? Yo, yeah, real quick. Just want to say thank you. Hey, All the time. I'm sorry. I'm All sorry to get in the way. No, I know you, you got your flow going and everything. I just, I just felt we, we have to thank the fans. Real yeah, quick. for sure. Because our growth in the past week or so since we hit 100K has been amazing. Thank you all so much for the support. We gained almost 10,000 subscribers at the time of recording this video yeah. in the past week. So it's been nuts. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you all very much for that. But uh, as per usual, back to business. Let's run it. <laughs> All right, Zan, the first thing uh, is going to be probably a quicker one because we've talked about it a lot now. Fair play. The gamer word, man. Ooh, the gamer word. The word that never escapes. It somehow is a gamer word in a weird way. Like, these people have been in the scene for like five minutes and already they're just like hard R, you know, hit hit you with it. Dude, when you put it like that, it's almost just like, Mm -hmm. it it almost makes sense, but it's terrible. It's still terrible, always will be terrible. We have Mm -hmm. covered so many times esports personalities players and pros saying the gamer word if you know you know and now we have finally the chance for traditional sports to come over to esports you hate to see it (laughs) into the virtual world and what do they do 
They dropped the Game Award. We're talking about Kyle Larson. Obviously, many of you guys probably know who we're talking about. NASCAR driver. Now, I NASCAR. Well, he was until about five he, minutes. Yeah, <laughs> until he said the N word on broadcast. His job has now been stripped away from it, along with sponsors and even I Racing entirely and NASCAR entirely have indefinitely suspended this man from his career because of what he said online. My overall message when I made the video about this here on the channel was that other esports pros and personalities should look at this as an example to actually learn from. I don't know what your thoughts were about this crazy story. I mean, more or less the same. It makes all the sense in the world that he was let go by his teams. I mean, in the professional, like uh, traditional sports world, they don't play with this nonsense. Where you see esports, we've only got a couple, like, I don't know how much more, how much longer pros are going to be able to slide the way that they have. Because they've been sliding for years. Yeah. I mean, just in our short time here with Esports Talk, we mm -hmm. have covered dozens mm -hmm. of similar stories. Maybe not as bad as the hard N-word. We've covered yeah, a couple, usually though. usually not. Usually not. But certainly mm -hmm. a lot of slurs and things that you should not be saying as a professional, in whether it's sports or esports. So I think you're right. I think it's a matter of time, especially mm -hmm. with this story going viral that oh, you know absolutely it's going to be a crossover eventually um mm -hmm. i think further down the line whether it's a year from now a couple of years from now whether or not you're an esports pro for a low tier organization whether or not you're for one of the best organizations in the world does not matter upon your skill because as of right now if you are the best in your esport and you say things you get away with them that's just how it works I think in the future that changes. And Very soon, I'm thinking, because we want more money coming into esports, and the way you get money is by everybody being professional. And I think companies are going to be looking back at people's Twitter feeds and see, saying, like, ah, you know what, I would bring this guy on, but he's a little problematic, can't have him representing our brand, so, you know. Yeah, something we've only seen a few times so far, and huge props to esports organizations hopping on that early. A warning now, guys, all right? If you're a player, you're a rising pro out there, go back now, all right? Filter, search, delete, get it out of your get it out of your vocab. Never say it again. Correct yourself. Yeah, there are better curse words out there. There are plenty of other that ones. That are more entertaining that you can't to say. say. Yeah. <laughs> so learn from this, make it a learning moment, and we'll see hopefully in the future, you know, less of this. Mm -hmm. Speaking of <clears throat> unfortunate no-no words out there. Uh, <laughs> uh we have an esports member of the community once again today going on a rant now kyle larson just you know dropped the word and you know he was you know a little little testy this man straight up spent a straight minute like well, a little bit over a minute actually just going on the most transphobic rant i've heard in my entire life yeah yeah it was insane uh to give you guys a little bit of background about what i'm talking about it's it's you know those of you FTC members out there know him, you love him, you hate him. His name is Low Tier God. He is the villain of the FTC. For years, he's been known for his aggressively toxic personality. Uh, those out there from the general gaming scene might remember him from his appearance on E-Leagues The Challenger or um, uh, that one video he put out like a couple years back. <sighs> that was just him talking trash about sorry, Boogie2988. That one video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, anyway, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah, and it's just like, he's just been nuts like insane dude for like years um one of the th reasons people follow him is because he'll be losing a match he'll rage quit and then he'll just for the next couple minutes just be trash talking the person who he was just playing against uh, today it was sarah blast who just happens to be a non-binary transgendered individual and sarah was you know dom dominating uh, LTG in a match with Street Fighter, and you know he does did what he does best. He 
backed out of the game, uh, and then immediately was while live on stream, went into I'm not going to even vaguely repeat anything he said. And we, if we tried to show you the clip, it would just be like the word beep, B beep, and then like beep, five beeps and then like and then like the letter A and then like five more beeps. It's insane. I don't recommend looking it up. It's horrifying. It was very bad. It's a pre-recorded podcast. We will mm. find out hopefully what consequences are undergone. Um, I think to that point, Zan, it's kind of a... It's a sucky situation we're in when it comes to gaming and esports mm. that there are plenty of people out there who enjoy these kind of personalities. Right. They enjoy people who just berate and talk down and not even criticize, but it's there's not even a word for it. Just put down other people in the most aggressive manners that should not be tolerated. And there are people that watch this kind of stuff and just probably laugh and probably really yeah. enjoy it. A lot of the younger fans out there probably aren't you know, thinking, oh, this is actually maybe not such a great thing to be doing. Oh, this actually has detrimental effects oh, on someone's absolutely. mentality when you talk about them like that. I've never, I have never, and again, I don't follow this guy. I wouldn't suggest anyone does, but especially when that clip was shown to me, I've never, ever seen anyone else in esports, pro or personality, berate someone and and say things about another person like like this guy did. It, it was it, Especially because he went... Usually, it's like a it's like a brief clip, like thirty seconds tops. That would be a long one for esports. This dude just goes in for a solid minute, and the unfortunate thing is, is he's kind of like a lenity in the fact where he's been doing stuff like this for years, relatively unpunished. I mean, he's been banned on Twitch several times, banned on Twitter several times, but you know, his YouTube channel is still active. He still streams totally fine. Uh, he's still allowed to attend events by Capcom, although we did have Mama Dow. Uh, from Capcom Esports saying that she's going to see what she can do about the situation. In this case, we don't know yet what their response might be. But it's really interesting to see that he's just skated for so many years when, like, usually that does, that's not how it works in the FGC, a little bit more so than other scenes. Like, for example, just earlier this year, we had Oofmatic, who was a Soul Calibur player, player who said some pretty bad uh, anti-LGBT stuff on Twitter in, like, just one tweet, right? And immediately, all the top TOs were like, you are no longer allowed at our events. And he essentially was just removed from the community just like that, just done. You know, but LTG says this stuff and there will be outrage, but I don't know that anything's actually going to happen. And I mean, to end on, I, I, don't, I do not understand. And mm. maybe uh, with the clip going at least a, a bit more viral, this one being well noted by quite a few people now, YouTube will respond and I expect TOs to certainly respond. Um, nothing, nothing lost banning this guy. Nothing lost. You can only have so many warnings issued to you before you just got to realize that the life you're living, the way you're living it, just is not publicly acceptable. Mm. And that, that's really all I got to say on that. Yeah, you know what? Just for just to share some positivity on the, on the backs of these two last not so great stories. If you like FDC stuff, if you like to learn some more, go check out Willie Versus. Great streamer. This is one of his shirts. I, we don't do shout outs too often, but I feel like we got to have something positive. And he talks nice about people. I, I'm going to assume yeah. that. He's a nicer yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. His, his whole thing is like, just, hey, let's get people in the fighting games in a positive way. So, you know, go sh spread some positivity. Uh, ignore LTG. Hopefully he'll be on soon. And before we jump into our next topic, everybody, let me take a quick second to shout out this week's sponsor. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might be thinking there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day. 
today and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. And now let's get back to that podcast. All right, Zan, this topic I could talk about with any, a lot of people, especially our camera guy, Pete, for a long, long time. A lot of angles, mm-hmm. a lot of speculation. This being around the topic that Nate Shot brought to light this past week, uh, he actually mentioned that generational wealth, the wealth created by both Ninja and Shroud in their move from Twitch to Mixer, was certainly the right call, even despite all what we're seeing as of right now. We have long talked about we don't think Mixer's probably a longevity or a long-term play. Um, given the co- competition from YouTube and Twitch, it seems likely that platform will fail. I have confidence saying that, and I don't mean any ill will towards anyone who is involved in this move. I actually agree with Nade Shot that the wealth generated by these two in their contracts hopefully was negotiated correctly and will be worth it for the two of them. Um, and especially with the, the given the fall off in viewership, the signings that YouTube and Twitch have made, every a lot of people are talking about the fact that Mixer has no chance in that run. Nade Shot's now come out and said that move was certainly worth it. He would have done the same exact thing. And so my question to you, Zan, is do you think the Mixer money was worth it? I think for people like Ninja and Shroud, absolutely, because I think we've talked about this in the past where they've already gained their popularity, they've already established a viewer base, and once their contracts with Mixer are up, I believe they could very easily transition to another platform and do just fine, be right back where they were, or at a similar level at least. Uh, for other streamers, eh, well, that's, a, that's questionable. Yeah, I yeah. definitely agree with you to a certain extent, and there certainly will always be a lot of talking points on this because yeah. then becomes a debate, right? And why my answer is agreeing with you and the fact that I think it was right, I think these two, Shroud and Ninja, were probably very smart in getting at least a p- certain portion guaranteed in the millions of millions. Right. No, not millions of millions. You guys know what I mean. Numerous millions guaranteed, and certainly th- their cash out was big because they were two of your biggest Twitch personalities. Um, and you make a good point that other streamers may be not so lucky. Um, but even with that being said, there certainly is an argument of after Mixer's downfall, if these two want to keep streaming or not, certainly also adds to this question of, is it worth it? I think we actually saw both Ninja and Shroud have talked about, you can find those clips out there eventually of them trying to slow things down, starting a family, especially a guy like Ninja. Shroud has also talked about maybe not streaming in the future. If you look at this as one last cash grab for the glory years of them streaming, and like you said, their, their ultimate growth, right? They both have already hit massive peaks, and this is their plan? Yes, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, that's retirement money right there. I'm, no one's out there saying that Shroud mm-hmm. and Ninja want to be streaming till they're 40. If that's the case, then maybe, okay, what, what Mixer's not going to last that long. So will Twitch offer these two money to go back? Will YouTube? I, it, yeah, I think what we'll likely see, and this is pure conjecture, so who knows if things will pan out this way, but based on the way Ninja has talked about the stress involved in streaming and the high level of pressure and how you lose like fans if you step away for even like a day, mm-hmm. you know, I would not be surprised if he or Shroud makes the call that like, hey, you know what, I'm just going to be a general content creator. I'll stream occasionally, I'll upload the VODs to YouTube or something, get some clips out of that, but you know, I don't think that they're really going to be doing the 9 to 5 grind streaming. Really, because there's no reason for them to Yeah, outside of entertainment. I don't think they'll be doing that, at least not for too long. And mm. uh, I think there's always going to be opinions, no matter how many points we talk about. There's going to be people who think, no, it wasn't worth it. They ruined their brand. There's going to be plenty of others who think, yes, it was worth it. They're paying for their kids and possibly their kids' kids, that mm. generational wealth. And if they do want to keep on streaming, they can always have another platform to go to and likely stream as much or as little Uh, as they want to. So I just wanted to open the floor to everyone out there in the comments as well. You know, do you think the mixer money was worth it? And what's your argument as to why or why not?
All right, Jake. Uh, do you remember that CS:GO team that kind of popped up a little bit ago? The uh, the Silver Snipers. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the boys. Oh, I sure do. The Kings, the only, uh, uh, I think they're the only esports team out there with a roster that's all above the age of 60 years old. And are they still? I believe, I mean, at, at the time, they were certainly the oldest. If mm. you are OG viewers, if you're old, old viewers, I covered this on my old channel and mm. on our, our esports talk as well. At the time, they were the oldest roster ever in CSGO. And right. I think you are probably right, the mm. oldest full roster Ever in esports? Yeah, absolutely. If you guys Which don't is, know, sorry. Yeah, yeah. If you guys don't know, look them up. <laughs> yeah, they're they're. Are dope. they still together? They're. I don't know. I don't know. They this they were real, for a time. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's possible. Rest to in still peace. Be. If, if, yeah. if we're speaking yeah. too soon, they were yeah. old. Yeah, but um, you know, anyway, that they have a fascinating story and. Ubisoft agrees because they've bought the license to the article that was written on the Silver Snipers, and they're making a TV show out of it. Get the frick out! Yeah. It's going to be a show about a group of elderly gamers trying to make it e as esports pros. We don't know when it's coming, but we know it's coming. Wait, and is this going to be a reality-based uh, show? No, like, no, as like in they actually try? No, no, no. Like more of a just like, like a, you know, a comedic slash. Yeah, probably just in the vein of I don't know. I don't know. Standard what a, what TV. a typical fictional TV yeah, show is. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. I was going to say if they're uh, actually trying, that's wild. Uh, we don't have too many details yet since it was just announced. Um, but <sighs> hey, I I I'm I'd love to see this. I mean, I would love to see how it works out. That's mm. so crazy. If you guys yeah. are old old viewers or even like really really OG viewers of this channel. You know exactly who the Silver Snipers were. And when they first came out, um, I think it was like by Omen or something, HP was sponsoring the team and they came out. Everyone was like, is this a joke? Is this real? No, yeah. They are real people. And they for real went for it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, they definitely, <laughs> I think <laughs> if you actually look into their backstories, a few of them had like never even played like Counter-Strike mm -hmm. before or not very long. Uh, but yeah, like the average age was like it, it's 60, 65 plus or something. It was crazy. Yeah, I think it was 60 minimum. That's so funny. Yeah. And we've seen other esports shows are going to be slowly popping up here. Mm -hmm. uh, Rick Fox's one obviously fell apart because yeah, of- a little uh, bit. Oh, we, yeah, we know. Shout out Echo. But there's another, <laughs> but there's another one as well uh, that was also going to pop up. We talked about on on this show uh, more of a comedic about the. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it was actually about. I can't remember the exact uh, details of it, but it was an esports show. Do you remember it all? I, I think it was supposed to be generally about like kind of loosely based on Rick Fox and about starting an esports team or I something like too. that. That's what I thought too. That's what I thought too. Because I know Rick Fox is going to be the rekindling of a father and son through video games, and that yeah. was going to be. Um, uh -huh. But either way, there are plenty of esports shows. You know, certainly probably being thought of, if not solely coming to production. This is one I am super curious how right, they portray. Right. I'm going to be keeping an eye out. On please for do. It. Please Absolutely. Do. We don't know what it's called yet, but you know. Let us know if you happen to hear hear about it before us. Yeah, like, hit hey, us up. Always hit us up, guys. Yeah. Silver Snipers apparently are back and mm. coming to... They should just call the show that. Honestly, they should. Yeah. <laughs> God dang. Coming soon. All right. To wrap up this podcast, guys, of course, we're talking about it. The mm -hmm. most hyped up eSport of all time. And speaking of eSports, Valorant has now released a few details of its future in eSports. Zan, you want to hit him with some of the soft details? Yeah, yeah. And when Jake says a few details, he really means a few <laughs> details. <laughs> Literally, like just about nothing. Like, uh, I mean, and realistically speaking, in broad strokes, uh, what Riot has said is that they want uh, Valorant to essentially build at least initially, from the community. They want the community to kind of take the esports scene and mold it into what they want to want it to be. And then from there, Riot is going to step back in and get involved and see. They said they kind of want the scene to be built off of the community's backs in Such a weird a, way. I'm not, I'm not, never mind, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
it's it's a, it's a it seems like a very generic kind of yeah. opening up. Like, hey, yeah. we don't want to we don't want to starve our game right away by going this typical franchise model, which by the way is under heavy fire right now. Um, we have plans yeah, which, for esports, but we want you guys to build it up first and see what happens. Yeah, which I mean, obviously, I think not going for the franchise model right out of the gate is smart. Yes, it is. But I, them saying that they're not really going to be doing their own in-house tournaments like at all in general. Right really off the bat, is, yeah, is is interesting, and mm -hmm. I think I will speak for a, a a lot of people out there who have voiced their concerns about this, especially when it comes to a Call of Duty franchise. Mm -hmm. um, Call of Duty just this past season entering its first franchise uh, season with that league over there. I think people are worried about that Riot and Tencent announces for Valorant. If you're a TO, you're like, oh, I'm gonna jump in on that. Your ESL, your Starletter, mm -hmm. your DreamHack, whoever you are, you come in. You build, like you said, the ground up. You do all the groundwork, all the legwork. Yeah, you the, take on all the risk. The tough stuff. Yeah. All of a sudden, the scene takes off like Riot wants it to, and then they come in two, three, four years from now and say, all right, TOs, you're done. Franchise model in place. League of Legends copied over to Valorant tournament style. No third-party organizers. It is all franchise model. That's what people are worried about. Yeah, and I think they're right to be worried because we've oh, for seen, sure. like, Riot is very, very, let's be blunt here, they're kind of not community-friendly when it comes to tournaments. We just saw in the past few months how they are aggressively limiting the way that high school and college tournaments can be held. People to do not know about this. Yeah. And you brought mm -hmm. it to light, and I, sorry to interrupt. Oh, no, no, you're good. You, you deserve to stress this because yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of Riot fanboys who are like, we do a great job. We run mm. the best esport. You're right. You run the best esport in the world. But when it comes to actual tournaments, yeah, when it comes to the community you don't and run letting it. like the community actually like you know, I don't see what the problem would be with a group of high schoolers just saying like, hey, we want to have a League of Legends tournament at our school, but uh, Riot is very aggressively like. Yeah, but you gotta buy, play by our rules. You can't say the word league in your uh, yeah, and we're in limiting your, your prize pool and everything yeah. you give out and the number of people that can participate and the sponsors you can have. And you can't have, hold a tournament over. It's got to be finished in X amount of time. Which and is you can only really hold tournaments one. with this sponsor three times this year. It's yeah, very it's interesting critiques. Very very restrictive on Riot's part, and hopefully they'll learn from how the community has responded to it because I think there are these are definitely valid concerns. Hopefully they'll be more open and willing to let the third party th scene thrive because I do think that's how an esport stays like really successful long term. Yeah, and it's it's super tough to negotiate or kind of just speculate here because mm. you look at League of Legends, but it's not an FPS and we don't know if if the success of a model or a structure of an esport is based off the type of game, right? Right. League of Legends in their current model is obviously the best in the entire world. It's the most watched and played game in esport currently, so that model works great for League of Legends. Who's to say that model wouldn't work the same for Valorant? We don't know. But when it comes to FPS games, Counter-Strike and their tournament scene has done amazingly well with their current tournament structure and model of tournament organizers and not a franchise model. So it, Valorant's definitely tippy-toeing a, a, a weird line here, right? They yeah. want to compete with Counter-Strike. They want to do very good things like League of Legends does. But which model slash structure do they use? They say, hey, community, you build it up first, and then we'll play ball in a few years. We'll see if they stick to their guns or if they yeah. change things up. It really makes me think of that meme that you see uh, all the time where it's just like it's two people and one of them has like an object and they say, I made this and then they hand it over and the other person's like, now I made this. <laughs> <laughs> I always think of the meme that's like the two guys that are like holding hands and they uh -huh. both have like the biceps bulging and they're uh -huh. like meeting in the middle like, yeah, yeah, I have yeah. nothing else to add. but. <laughs> <laughs> Not you know, relevant at all. Welcome so. to our new segment, Meme Corner. Dude, meme I don't, Review. I don't Start. watch memes. No. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Either way, um, uh -huh. well, let's end on this. Are you worried about it being built in the community first? 
Absolutely. I think community organizers do an excellent job and they deserve to be supported and they deserve all the hard effort and work that they put into the, what eventually equates to the, success, to the success of the game at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I think the game dev, it's only in their best interest to, to allow them to keep doing what they're doing. I agree. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm as concerned yet. I would be, I'm more so concerned about the years from now what happens. Mm. Um, also, though, I'm interested to see how they ride that line of CSGO being very oversaturated, too many events, and maybe to some people out there, like Fortnite or League of Legends, just not enough events or not enough variety of events, I should say. So we'll see how they ride that line. Valorant Esports coming soon. The plan's been initiated. We'll see how they uh, roll things out. Alrighty, folks. Hope you all enjoyed the Esports Rewind podcast. <laughs> I don't, dude. Honestly, I'm losing my goddamn mind over here. Yo, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's the coffee Red Bull combo that you got going. That's dangerous, my guy. Sometimes people they watch now they get to see the real me. Zan, uh -huh. you know what? Hit it with that hot outro. Ooh, dog. let's do it. Okay, guys. You know, if you would happen to be interested in listening to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go on your favorite podcast platform of choice on iTunes, Spotify. We're all over the place. You can find us on the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. The plaque is right here on the desk. That's P-R-E-E-D-C-D-I-C-T-I-O-N. Uh, they're great people. Other Tons of other great esports podcasts there. So by all means, swing by and check them out. Thank you to all of our audio listeners so much for downloading and supporting us that way. Uh, if you'd like to check us out on YouTube, just hit up Esports Talk. We post daily esports news content, almost more than anybody can watch, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, just say it, huh? Yo, I, hey, let's be real. I've actually had this thought before. Uh, I know this is a weird outro. Uh, I actually have had this thought of like, wow, if anyone out there misses a day, they mm -hmm. come back to the channel and they're like, what the frick? No, happened? yeah, for real. And I like, I like monitor the channel and take care of like our comments and stuff in terms of like, you know, making sure nothing gets caught in spam. Yeah. And it's like, it is so easy to get track of all the things we've actually covered on the channel already. Yeah, and like, it's crazy. Like you, know, you come back after like forty, like you go, you go away for a weekend with your family, you come back to fourteen videos. You're like, what the frick? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, for real. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, thank you all so much for the support lately. We just hit 100,000 subscribers, <laughs> pro probably close to 110 now. So, you know, thank you. Every thanks to you, all of our new subscribers. Welcome to the family. Uh, don't have a name for that yet, but, you know, we'll figure that out <laughs> at some point. <laughs> if you'd like to, hey, send us your suggestions. Welcome to the zoo. Yeah. We've, we've thrown that one out there a couple times. Yeah, send us your suggestions for what you think the uh, fan base should be called. We don't need a name yeah, per se. Yeah, we don't need one. Yeah, but, you know, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. <laughs> In the comments down below, by all means, let us know what's up. Uh, we're also on Twitter at talk underscore esports, on Instagram at esports underscore talk. But uh, we love it when you guys reach out. Thank you all so much. And, uh, Jake, you have anything you'd like to leave the people with? Just thank you all so much. All of you guys who send us stories, you save us a lot of time with that kind of stuff. There are plenty of stories that you guys send us. We only cover because they're sent to us so you guys are awesome thank you all for watching as per usual same time same day every single week esports rewind wad west until next time take care gamers <laughs>
you got them under. I mean, streamers, creators, they're all, they're all very smart, very business business savvy people to be able to have the careers that they do. And if you listen to a lot of the conversation from them around Mixer, obviously nobody's blatantly talking trash, you know? Yeah. But because they have they're, friends, yeah. yeah but they're on very, very much dancing around the subject. I think everybody knows Mixer just really isn't the place to be to really boost your career, you know? I think it was a good call for like somebody like Shroud and Ninja. Great they're, call, they're already, Probably. Yeah, they're already very, very well-known endemic creators in the space, you know? They could leave Mixer any day and go anywhere else and be fine, you know? And Honestly, just, I think they could go back to Twitch and regain a lot. I think yeah. Shroud will be just fine. Uh -huh, Shroud's absolutely. return to Twitch, if it does mm -hmm. happen, let's no, call yeah. it here. And then he'll be bringing, bringing back a huge back ca bag of cash with him. Yeah. You know? He'll be like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm back. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if they, uh, yeah, if they welcome him back with open arms, like mm. I think they might. I don't know about the whole how these things work when they get split off. Right, yeah, right. I, I'm right there with you, man. I think especially with a signing like Pokimane, I I really do think her top offers were Mixer mm. and Twitch, and mm. she chose Twitch. I would love to hear her true reason. She gave a bit of details in her video, mm -hmm. but you know none of these people can give the real, real reasons, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. They it's all say, just like surface level, like, oh, yeah, you know, I just felt like... Mixer's going to die. Like, Mixer, uh, Mixer just didn't feel like the home for my family. You know, yeah, it's like, all stuff like They'll that. never yeah. outright say, yeah. Mixer won't survive. That's mm -hmm. why I stayed with Twitch or went to YouTube. Like, right, yeah. But the day someone does say that, we'll could be covering it for all of you. Um, 100%. I just... I don't see a future for Mixer, but I, I hope there is one. Yeah, I mean, I think in the past, I'll just, just uh, end on this from my end. Um, I think the only thing they really could do is get some really nice integrations going with Xbox and Game Pass. Yep. We've seen that Game Pass is doing an astronomically well. Game developers love it. Fans love it. It's just a good service all around. You've said this time and time, and time yeah, again. Yeah, and if we can get some of that, those people who love Game Pass to just, you know, dip their toes in Mixer, then that could at least maybe keep the lights on for a few more months. I mean, it could help. Yeah. Who knows? You've talked about this for a while. I guess mm. I'll end on this one. I agree with you. Mm. Uh, it's really weird to come down to the fact that, like, when it comes down to this fight, we've already mentioned so many different angles, but it also mm. comes down to those god dang Twitch primes. Like, yeah, it really they does make a huge such difference. A help. Yeah. Not for only for creators re-signing, but just sticking on Twitch. Those mm -hmm. free subs, mm -hmm. the free money, and as of right now, Microsoft and Mixer have no competition for giving out free money. Alrighty, folks. Thank you all for watching. If you guys are. Uh, Comeback viewers, you probably know what's about to happen now. We're about to end the podcast, and Zane's about to give you a little spilly dealy. Yeah. So, as always, if you want to listen to the Esports Rewind podcast on the go, on your phone, on your favorite podcast platform of choice, you can find us on iTunes and Spotify as part of the Prediction Esports Talk Show Network. Uh, we upload there one day before we go live on YouTube. So, you know, if you ever want a sneak preview of what's to come, maybe slide on through and download. You know, shout out to all of our audio listeners. We really appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, if you happen to be interested in more, some more daily esports news content, you should check out our YouTube channel where we were just grateful enough to uh, hit over 100,000 subscribers. Thank you again, everyone, for that. Um, you know, as always, if you ever want to reach out to us, send us a story. Uh, we've gotten tons of amazing info from you guys in the past couple weeks, so thank you. Uh, please reach out via the comments. Uh, we're on Twitter at talk underscore esports. We're on Instagram at esports underscore talk. You know, we've got uh, DMs always open. We're always willing and waiting to hear from you guys. So, you know. Thank you all for watching. The yeah. Esports Rewind Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. As per usual, we'll see you guys back here same time.
same day, every single week. Thank you all again for watching. Until next time, sure. stay healthy, stay safe, <laughs> gamers. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.